Alright fans, welcome to a special matinee edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, how's your week been so after Tuesday? Um, actually, actually it was quite fun, including today, so, um, well, you know, I... Pre- today? Well, I, I went and, um, hung out with my dad, we, uh, went skeet shooting, so that was fun. Oh, cool. But I pretty much had to, um, run home from that to, to this, because we, cause we got home at, like, I want to say 2.30, and we were originally scheduled for three um, before technical difficulties pushed us to, it's roughly 3.40 right now. Um, but uh, it's, it's good to see your your uh, face here not frozen on my screen, so that's good. No, that was messed up. I'm not sure what happened. My, you know what my computer does? I, every once in a while, I'll be on the computer and I'll get a message saying, your computer will update outside of... Uh, Outside of uh, whatever, off Act, active hours, yeah, active hours, yeah, yeah. I always get that, and then like, I get oh, that. Yeah. I'm like, fine. I put my computer to sleep. I go do whatever. If it's late, and I go, I go up to sleep. I come back in the morning or the next day, and it's like totally restarted. So yeah. I, I don't know. Well, the the thing that I do. Is whenever it pops up, I just hit OK and let it go. Mm-hmm. That that way, I don't. Have, I'm not dealing with issues. So I'm not. So I mean, I I, I think I hit let I hit OK, but uh, I don't know what happened earlier. Anyways, we're here now, and um, we have the rest of the week uh, to go over. But I have to tell you, <laughs> okay. I watched a couple of movies. First of all, you already saw my profile. Ben, describe this. Very terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) This guy looks like he's on drugs of some sort. (laughs) Okay, so I show on Tuesday you saw the the girl with the raincoat and the mask. Okay. Yeah. That was Brooke Shields from the movie Alice Sweet Alice, which fans, oh. if you haven't seen it, I you should check it out at least once. Because okay. if you if you can survive that night, you can survive anything. Because if that movie doesn't terrify you, nothing will. Okay, it's kind of cool though. So, this guy, Mr. Alfonso, is the villain in the movie. He's like the creepy okay. landlord. The evil I hero. See that. Yeah. And uh, another yeah. one I was watching earlier. Well, on Tubi, they have named that tune from like 84. I'm like, okay, cool. I was watching that earlier this week. And then now I'm watching the comedy shop. But I, I sat down to watch a movie or, um, like the other night. Have you ever heard of this? Jacob Tutu meets the Hooded Fang. No. Okay. I'm gonna... So you probably think I'm making this up, right? Uh, well, I, I've certainly never heard of it. Okay, 
because this is a real movie. Because whenever I ask people about it, they they look at me like I'm weird, like like it sounded <laughs> it sounds made up. But I I promise you it's not. And I'm going to pull this up right now on IMDb and read you the synopsis because when I was a kid, I thought this was like the coolest movie. And watching it back now, I'm like, what the hell? So, here's the synopsis. A six-year-old boy has a dream in which he is in jail. Nobody ever listens to Jacob, so he always has to repeat himself twice. A trip to the grocery store leads to a misunderstanding. And Jacob falls asleep, hiding in a park. When he wakes up, he discovers that he is in trouble for insulting the store clerk and is sent to a prison for children. Oh, God. That is located on Slimer's Island and is run by the Hooded Fang, a retired professional wrestler. Oh, good God, that sounds awful. <laughs> it is so It is so bad. I, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? When, like, okay... Uh, I think it was like roughly 85, 84, something like that. Or, and it, it, it was a Sunday afternoon and this movie was on, right? But my dad's like, no, you have to stay with the family and you have to help us uh, outside, right? Oh, so, God. And I'm like, I wanted to watch the movie. So then he, he goes, okay, go get me a beer. And then I kind of like took my time because I really wanted to see the movie. But he kind of, he knew what I was doing, so, <laughs> so he came in and called after me. Cause oh, he that's kind of funny. <laughs> but oh my god, watching it back on the other night, this movie is so bad. It's so poorly filmed, poor acting, just all around garbage. This was filmed in Montreal, Quebec. Oh lord, but not. Nothing good ever happens in Montreal. Now, now we know. Now, now we know why the rest of Canada hates or doesn't like Quebec. Uh, they put well, out movies like this. I have, I have heard that before regarding Quebec. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's my uh, final. And then, uh, of course, I'm still catching up in the Incredible Hulk series. I'm on season three. Oh, that was so good. Such a great... And, dude, I was watching a video, uh, I think, last week uh, about how they do the makeup. It takes, like, eight to nine hours to put all that makeup on. Oh, God. No, he thank puts, you. Like, he puts, like, this uh, prosthetic on his eyebrows, and then they put the wig on after they put all the green paint on, or the makeup. Oh, dear. And then to take it off, they, they have to use this thinner to remove all the green paint. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, we have the rest of uh, this week in wrestling to cover, starting with uh, NXT, NXT, so when we get into all the week, the rest of the week. Absolutely. So I'll uh, go over NXT because I, Okay, this was a go-home show for TakeOver, which we will have our predictions. Well, no, 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 no. You see, you just committed a crime. Why did I commit a crime? You called it TakeOver. It's not TakeOver. So, ah, oh, okay, let me, uh, let me rephrase that. 
So NXT had their go home show for the uh, in your house pay per view, which we will give our predictions at the end of the show. And Ben, he, l- listen to this card. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Let me just pull this up because this was just. Give me a bear with me, fans. Well, before we get into NXT, I'm going to go over the NXT level up uh, uh, show. Uh, the results for that show Fallon Henley defeating Brooklyn Barlow. Tatum Paxley defeats Stone Jacobs. And in the main event, Idris Enofi and Malik Blade defeated Dante Chen and Javier Bernal. Ben, what do you. I don't know. Okay, now I know you don't watch NXT, but. You know who you've heard of uh, Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade? Yes. What do you think of these two? Or I Well, from what I've seen, I'm not impressed. But in all fairness, I don't think I've seen enough of them to render a fair opinion. All right. So, uh, and, okay, I have to ask you about this scene because I know you've seen this scene pretty deadly. Uh, uh, I was never a fan of Pretty Deadly. I Thank always, you. I, I, I was fucking weird. I just, I've never liked them. You know, uh, when I first saw them in the UK, NXT UK, uh, we, I always referred to them as Dolph Ziggler's younger brothers, even before we knew we even had a younger brother. <laughs> oh, God. But, okay, so here we go, NXT. So we have Pretty Deadly, which I don't know why they changed their names, but here we go. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson. Oh, jeez. And, and the, the ring gear is just so stupid. But uh, they defeated the team of Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong. Then we had Cora Jade defeating Electra Lopez. West- Electra Lopez is a wrestler? Yes. I thought she was just a manager. No, no. She, she was in ROH. Um, have you ever heard of Carissa Rivera? No. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's her. She was in ROH. Then we had Wesley. I don't know how this happens, but Wesley defeats Zion Quinn. Oh, Lord. What are they doing with Zion Quinn? All I know about him is what he posts on Instagram. And it's, uh, you know, it's hilarious because he'll post... You know, mostly NXT stuff, but then he'll have, he'll have a random photo of, like, him in a towel or something, and it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Well, then the we girls had... do, but not, certainly not me. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? No, I don't want to see that. Then we had Solo Sequoia defeating Duke Hudson. Oh, that's That's a surprise. Grayson Waller defeats Josh Briggs. Ivy Nile defeated Keanu James. And in the main event, Cameron Grimes defeats Nathan Fraser. Now, <laughs> that's this show. And uh, first of all, I am so happy that... Uh, I will be so happy once this Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy feud is done. Because it's just weird. You know, I'm going to, this is going to be kind of weird for me because 
As Elio and I have explained at Dalsium, I don't watch the new NXT. I just can't. I think it's terrible. Um, but, um, you know, Braun Breaker is one of the guys that I like. Um, and I really, I really don't know what to feel about Joe Gacy. You know, um, I, I always thought it was like a knockoff, um, Reverend Devon Dudley. Sorry, while, yeah. while, while you're talking, I'm going to send you a picture of Joe Gacy. And not this Joe Gacy, but outside of WWE. Because uh, this one it was is kind of freaky looking. So, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch In Your House for the purpose of reviewing it on um, the show on Saturday. Um, actually, no, not, I'm sorry. On Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday. So, um, suffice to say, you guys are seeing a lot of us lately. Okay, Ben, I sent you, I sent you that picture. Okay. Now, now, this version of Joe Gacy would be scary looking in the ring. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Now, obviously, they took Harlan away from him, but it's it's not it's just not working. Let me see. Hey, what? The... <laughs> oh yeah, that that is intimidating. Right now, that one I wouldn't mind seeing, but like this. This Joe is just not working for me. Yeah. So that is uh, NXT for this week and NXT Level Up. Uh, we are going to move on to AEW Dynamite. Ben, what do you have for us? So this was um, the uh, all the fallout from Double or Nothing. And what a fucking episode. This was fun. Uh, this was a fun episode. I dare say that this may very well have been the best AEW Dynamite I've ever seen. Um, so, but right off the bat, and, you know, I'm, we're going to get further into this later, but right off the bat, it's um, Max Caster and, um, and the Gun Club, I shall not call them the Ass Boys. Um, versus FTR and CM Punk. Or as they're calling themselves now CMFTR. It's, it, yeah, it's just weird. Um, yeah, it is weird. But um, without going over the, ma- the match too much, um, it's important to note um, that... I, I I went back and I looked at the footage after it was announced that Punk was injured. The belief is that they didn't disclose it on um, on Rampage entirely, but he said he had a busted wheel, um, which to me indicates a broken foot. Because if it was a broken leg, he would have, you know, he would have not been able to walk on his own. Um, so I'm assuming it's a broken foot, and that's why he's out. But my my thought is this: he either he either broke it jumping into the crowd over the barricade, 
Because when, when, he, when he tried to come out of the crowd, his foot got stuck on the, on the, um, on the top of the barricade. Ouch. And he kind of came down weird. Oh. Um, so, so that could have been, that could have been it, or it could have happened when he slipped off of the rope while trying to deliver the, the springboard. Um, you know, and, and this match on top of that was just rough. I don't know what the fuck, um the gun club is doing in the ring with CM Punk and FTR. Well, I give this as a, a high point only because it's like Punk and FTR because I never gave give a, a high point to the gun club because I just don't like them. What? what exactly. Um, and then, um, and then after the match, uh, Punk puts over for Forbidden Door. Now, obviously, this match is not going to happen anymore because of um, because of what was revealed um, on Rampage. I promise you we're going to break all that down because it was very confusing uh, for me and I would assume for anyone listening to this because I was like, wait, what the fuck? Um, but just talking uh, strictly about Dynamite for a minute. So... Punk goes on and talks about Forbidden Door, and he's like, he needs an opponent. You know, I know you're back there. Tell him what, tell him uh, who he's got. And here comes Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. Um, so that would have been a cool matchup, and I believe we'll still get it um, because um, Punk was not stripped of the world title. So that's that's an important little nugget to keep it to keep in mind um for later on in the show. Um and then the the absolute high point of the show was MJF's promo. Um you know I think I think we both can admit that um we got had by uh, Tony Khan and MJF after all of the reports um, surrounding MJF during Double or Nothing Weekend. And, and, you know, I don't think we got had nearly as bad as some of the other people because I'm like, you know, you'll remember me going over it. Like, uh, I don't know if I even want to read this because I bet you it's a work or... You know, we we can't tell because everything CM Punk does, or not just CM Punk, I'm talking about MJF. Everything MJF does is, you know, in character and everything's at work. You can never tell what he's being serious or, you know, joking around. So, um, so anyway, here he comes for um, what people are calling the pipe bomb. Which I wish they would stop doing that, but uh, but um, this was a very good promo. Obviously, the promo of MJS career, and uh, one of the best I've heard in a very long time. So he he says that he is a generational talent, and we take him for granted. So does Tony Khan. 
he goes on to say he is the second biggest draw in the entire company. Um, and then the the camera kind of zooms in and he goes, Hey boss, would you treat me better if I was an XWWE guy? Maybe you don't get it, but you have a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail. Um, and he doesn't want to wait until uh, 2024 and, and he wants, he wants Khan to fire him. So, Obviously, they edited this out on the broadcast, but the, the next thing he says, um, he goes directly to the camera, and he goes, fire me, you fucking mark. Um, you know, and then, of course, the unedited version of that came out uh, relatively quickly after the, that, but it was it was a fantastic promo. And at this point... In the show, I would mute my co-host and uh, I would and say that this is the last show. But I'm, as I said in the past, I'm not going to do that because I am an MJF fan now. Well, you finally been converted. Welcome, my son. <laughs> well, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Thank you, Father Ben. Exactly. <laughs> so, um. And then we also got the return of Miro. Um, so that was cool. He he went one on one with uh, with jo- with the former Johnny Nitro. Now um, Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Oh my god. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to go back to NXT for a minute. Speaking of Johnny, because. We, there was a vignette for this new guy coming in. His name is Giovanni Vinci. And oh my. Do you have any idea what that means? No. Alright, so for all you fans and my Frank host, that is Italian. Giovanni is Italian for Johnny. Vinci is Italian for winner. Johnny winner. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, just because, like, we were talking about John, Johnny Elite, so I thought I'd paint that up because that is so weird. Yeah. So then, um, I'm not going to go over the entire card because some of this was low lights, but most of it was pretty good. Um, we get um, we get Athena's on screen debut in, in, in an interview with Tony, um, or talking about Tony Schiavone. Um, nobody cares about Wardlow and J.D. Drake. You know what we call him on WPOV? Yeah. We call him J.D. Drake, Kevin Owens' Owens father. Well, I can see that. And then then when they they did a close-up on the face, I'm like, oh, now I can't see that. Now I'm going to think about Now that's what's going to come to my mind every time I see him. Yeah, and then the next uh, high point was John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia. This was this was really good. Um, and then uh, after after the match, um, I, either before or after, I think it was before actually. Um, Regal came out with Moxley and announced that they're gonna go up against 
the JAS in a blood and guts match. So I am over, so over the JAS. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. When is that? Sorry, I cut you off. When is that? Um, that is during the upcoming Blood and Guts special. I forget the exact date. I could look it up if you like. No, it's all right. It's all right. We'll see it when we see it. I'm not in any hurry to see that match. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, this was um, this was an awesome show. Um, like I said, lots of high po- high points, but. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention the low points. Um, you know, I, I get why they would have a squash match again with Wardlow coming off of him kicking MJF's ass at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. But J.D. Drake versus Wardlow was a low point. I look, where did they, where did this guy come from, J.D. Drake? I mean, I know, like, he's mostly on dark, but I'm, I'm saying, like, in general, where did this guy come from like this work the workhorse man i don't understand that where this team uh, comes from yeah well neither do i so <laughs> um and then um i i really don't like um the six-man tag with kyle o'reilly bobby fish and um the young bucks and they also had a um uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling young boy by the name of Hikaleo. Ooh, Hikaleo, that's that is Haku's son. Um, I yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, no, I'm I'm saying, what do you think of him? Uh, the few times you've seen him, I think he ha- I think he has potential. Um, I'd I'd love to see what what he can do. Um, you know, if he's half the performer that his father was, mm-hmm. then they got something here. Um, you know, I, I, there was something about this, um, about this six man tag that I just really didn't like. Okay. And I, I get, I guess I was just, one, I really don't like six man tags. Mm-hmm. But, but two, I think I was kind of jaded because I was, I was kind of disappointed by, um, the Hardys and the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing. So, I, you know, this was just another version of that. By the way, we, we, we have the question for next week uh, that I'm going to ask you on Tuesday night. Okay, cool. So, yeah, those were um, those were my high points and low points um, for the show. Did you have anything to add? Uh, for, oh, for, the, for the high points, uh, the only other thing I... To uh, that I I'd add is that ten man tag match, and I'm not a fan of multi multi uh, person tag matches because I've seen so many in in, in New Japan. Right. Uh, so that one and um, pretty much the rest is uh, the same as you. For low points, it's the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Wardlow G Drake. Very good. Um, so, next up, we have... Smackdown, and, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Thank uh, you. I don't have to do this fucking show. No. <laughs> Elio, um, 
Let me let me minim, let me minimize just so I can make sure that I can I can see you eye to eye when I when I do this. Hold on one All second. Right. Okay. So I cannot tell you how much I hated SmackDown. And I am, I am so happy that I don't have to review this. Now, obviously, I'll give you the, the high and low points if I can find a high point, for fuck's sake. But oh, boy. This show sucks. I'm just going to go through through each match and just like say high point or low point and uh, make it as pain, quick and painless as possible here. So, right off... Low point is that six-man tag match. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah. New Day comes out. All right, fine. They present Drew McIntyre. First, they introduce Drew McIntyre. Then they present him with a gift. Ben. No. Uh, I know. It's, it's what, terrible. What were they doing? I'm not going to say what they... They gave him a towel, like, but they replaced Big E... With AU events and all the rest. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Okay, but uh, this match right off, and um, Pete Dunn, I feel so bad for Pete Dunn. Well, and the, yes, I agree. But um, can I ask the the uh, the overwhelmingly um, you know pressing question? Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do we have to see the Brawling Brutes versus the New Day again? Every week, I'm done. Stop it. it. it it's it, it's become it's becoming the new Usos versus the New Day. No, shut the fuck up. Stop and, it. And Jinder. Okay, next we have Jinder Mahal and Humberto. Okay, you know what? Uh, last week we saw. Last week we said Shanky's dancing was uh, terrible, but I have to say this week I kind of liked it because he was doing it behind Jinder's back, like instead of like in front of his face, like he was like it was like he was mocking Jinder Mahal, like dancing, doing it behind his back. Uh, well, it's still a low point, but it, but least... yeah, no, no, I no, I said that that the whole thing was a low point, but like it was, it was just funny, like the way he did it behind Chinder's back. Yeah, I can see that. Um, then we had another low point, which is the six way between Natalia, Aliyah, Raquel Rodriguez, Raquel Gonzalez, not Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and Zaya Lee, and why did Natalia have to win? I don't know. Uh, do you want to see Natalia versus Ronda Rousey at all? No, and... Uh, I, I here, guarantee here, you I don't. Here's another thing they need to stop doing. What is it with the, these women locking each other in the dressing room? So thank, one, one, one week, you. One week it's Shotzi, next week it's Aaliyah. <laughs> what? Stop. You know, I mean, this is like high school hijinks all over again. Like, shut the hell up. My high point, Madcap Moss's promo. This is a Madcap. This is a Moss Madcap that I want to see. I not, agree. Not, not the suspender wearing uh, clown that he they had him acting like before. The match itself though was just bad. Like one minute and three seconds. Yeah, I agree. And the main event is my other high point: uh, Riddle Nakamura versus the Usos. Yep, and I don't even have to add anything because those were my highs on those. This 
SmackDown was just this show sucks. So you know what? From there, we are going to move on to Rampage, Ben. So this was actually a very good um, episode of Rampage that got overshadowed by CM Punk's announcement. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, in order of, of what needs to be uh, talked about, um, I'm going to do the the matches first. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros was awesome. This this very well, in my in my opinion, should be considered um, the best match in Rampage history. I love this. The only the, the only match that was better, in my opinion, was um, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, this was awesome. And then, um, and then the other, and then the other most important thing we obviously have to discuss, because there was a lot of confusion about this. So CM Punk comes out to, um, to address the injury situation. Um, that um, that people were talking about after um, after Dynamite um, because of the because of what I mentioned earlier and uh, you know just from the get go you can tell that this is going to be bad because he comes out crying and stuff um, and then he he says the last thing he ever wanted to do. Um, was to leave you disappointed and he feels like he is letting us down. Um, and then um, he says he has some uh, some broken bones, but the biggest issue um, is that um, is that his heart is broken because he has a he has a, a busted wheel in the indicating that it's a broken foot. I should say, he did not say broken foot or broken leg, but when I hear, um, you know, that he's, he's got a bad wheel, that's what I go with. Um, and um, he says that he wanted to vacate the title to, um, because there was a lot of young guys in, in um, the back that could use it mm-hmm. and could use the opportunity. It was kind of funny though, because like he was talking about the only two guys he mentioned in that promo were John Moxley and Brian Danielson. So that was <laughs> that was weird. I'm like, no, that was weird. I was like, wait a minute, what? What do they have to do with the young talent in the back? And um, is this an interesting? They're both ex WWE guys. Yes, exactly. Um, and then uh, so. So he said that he wanted to give up the title, but um, Tony Khan said no. So the plan is there's going to be an interim champion uh, ultimately crowned at Forbidden Door. Now, there was a lot of confusion because uh, Chris Jericho misspoke at least twice that I counted. Uh Uh-oh, what did he say? Um... Because 
Chris Jericho was on commentary, as he usually is for Rampage. And on two separate occasions, he said that um, that CM Punk was um, relinquishing the championship. He's not relinquishing the champion, the, the championship. CM Punk is still the AEW World Champion. It's very important. Don't lose that, folks. CM Punk is still the champion. He will be back after receiving surgery, and we'll pick it up from from there. In the meantime, there's go- on the next episode of Dynamite, a battle royal is going to kick off the show. That's uh, next Wednesday. This Wednesday coming up. Yes. Okay. And the winner of that battle royal is is going to face John Moxley in the main event of that same dynamite. Okay, and see that that that's where the confusion uh, came in when I said uh, mentioned Moxley at the top of the show. Right, right, and and they they even made the mistake in the um. In the uh, review that I'm that I'm that I'm reading, because it says right here that there will be a battle royal on Dynamite with the winner facing John Moxley at Forbidden Door. That's not the case, and and they even corrected it a little bit later on. They said that um, John Moxley will face the winner of the battle royal. In the main event of that same Dynamite, and the winner of the John Moxley match goes on to Forbidden Door to fight for the interim AEW world title. Because again, and I'm hammering this home for a reason because it was so confusing uh, when they did, when they announced this last night. CM Punk is still the heavyweight champion. Okay. It's very important, um, and, and you know, and, and I do have to t- I do have to say this, and, and I understand it was a hectic uh, situation, so I'm not I'm not trying to dog anybody, but this was they did a terrible job of explaining this situation because even even in um, CM Punk's promo, he was talking in circles. And then, and then, um, you know, it could have been just so much easier if, if he said, hey, I'm still the recognized heavyweight, heavyweight title holder, but while I'm out, there's going to be an interim champion, and then, you know, I'll face him when I get back for the undisputed AEW championship. That's all they had to say. Makes perfect sense, but th- th- this whole thing wasn't figured out until the very end of the show, and then even afterward, people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" So then I went back and I rewatched the 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 end of the show to to actually catch exactly what was said, so I could report it clearly to you guys here on the show. So that's why I'm that's why I'm hammering certain points home so you're not confused. So this was this was a very good episode of 
of Rampage. Unfortunately, it was a little uh, hampered and very sad by the CM Punk announcement. And uh, it certainly didn't do Dante Martin and Scorpio Sky any favors because the entire time that they're having a main event match for the TNT Championship, all they're talking about is the World Heavyweight title situation. And I get that because the World Heavyweight title supersedes the TNT Championship in terms of importance. I understand that. Um, But I think if they had done a little bit better job of communication over the headsets um, and... You know, and just communicating to us a little bit better as to what was going on. This whole thing could have been avoided, and Dante Martin and um, and Scorpio Sky could have gotten the attention that a main event title match deserves. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's only a one hour show on 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 uh, Rampage. You know what I mean? Right. So you know, it the the bedlam was understandable. Um. You know that's a that's a huge deal for for Punk and I. First and foremost, you know, I just want Punk to be to go get himself healthy, and you know this this is so unfortunate, you know that a week into his uh, less than a week into his reign, this happens. But this is not the first time that we've seen that happen. Um. And it certainly won't be the last. I mean, it's the first time for AEW, certainly, but not not professional wrestling as a whole. So certainly we hope that CM Punk can come back and, and be just as good because, um, you know, he, he's taken, I think, an unfair amount of flack for the AEW run that he's had so far. Um, I personally... Um, think he's had a great run, and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, before the news broke, we actually, on Thursday night, my friend came over, and we were having a conversation, and he was like, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really like the fact that Punk won the title. Um, and I said, well, if this was a regular situation... I would agree with you, but I th- the reason why I'm cool with, with Punk winning the title is because I think they're going to use this to, you know, put the title on MJF and continue that storyline that they had um, before um, before MJF um, moved on to finishing his business with Warlow. So. So you so you you're saying you think MJF is going to win the battle royal? No, I think MJF is going to win the title eventually. I don't know how. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I thought I thought the. No. No, I don't. I don't know who wins the battle royal, but um, they they would have to make it somebody big because I would assume that since they're crowning the the um, new interim champion at AEW Forbidden Door later this month, that the opponent for that match would have to be Hiroshi Tanahashi because 
He he was the one that was supposed to challenge Punk for the title at Forbidden Door in the first place. Wow, Moxley Tanahashi, that that would be good. So, so in a way, I kind of want John Moxley to to win. You know, yeah. You know, have somebody else win the Battle Royal, but then have John Moxley take on Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean. The storyline writes itself with John Moxley's history with NJPW and the fact that when John Moxley won the title during the pandemic and carried the company during that time frame, I might add, um, he never got to defend uh, the title um, in front of a crowd. So this might be the right decision to make. I can't really see anybody else winning the title um, at this particular point in time, uh, considering how hot um, how hot uh, John Moxley has been. Now, I will say this: I was a little bit confused when they were announcing um, John Moxley as the number one contender. Um, for that title, because yeah, see, that's where the confusion was. I was like, wait, what? If he was the number one contender, why are we having a a battle royal? Like, you know, I don't, I don't, under, I, I don't understand that. And I still don't understand that part. The whole, um, the whole explanation was kind of weird. And then the other, the other part is, you know. The explanation that Tony Khan went with, and I don't have a problem with John Moxley if that's the decision that they go with. I have no problem with that at all. But the 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 explanation that they went with was that John Moxley was the number one contender because he was number one in the rankings. Well, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Wait, who's number one in the rankings? Adam Page, right? No, well, apparently it was Warlow. What? How? Because because of the, of the winning streak he's in on, I, I don't know. Oh my so, oh, okay. So at, at first I heard that the 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 number one contender behind CM Punk was John Moxley, and then I heard Wardlow, and then it was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> but no. but but either way, it shouldn't have mattered because immediately you announced John Moxley as the number one contender. Well. <laughs> What? So not only did they do that wrong, but you know the whole announcement with CM Punk's injury and the fallout from it, and what we're gonna do here was so fucking convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like, how the how the fuck could everybody not be confused? So hopefully they can uh, figure it all out and have a good situation at. Um, forbidden door and uh, we wish the best for Punk mm-hmm. and I certainly think that Moxley is the right decision to make until um, until CM Punk gets back alright so uh, that's all we have for Rampage right yes sir alright uh, should we take a break or should we do the pay per view before we go break um, let's just do the both pay per view predictions 
and then and then we'll go to, we'll go to break, and then we'll do the fun stuff after the break. Wait a minute, didn't we do Hell in a Cell? Oh well, yeah, but there's one there's one more match that was added. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, there we yep, then, yes, um, yes. And then we'll do the NXT in the house. And also, I want to bring up uh, that there's uh, a. Uh, did you uh, see uh, Bray Wyatt? What Bray Wyatt posted? Um. No. Okay, uh, he posted a graphic of an upside down moth, but it's the name of his account. That was interesting because it's a Wyatt Six. And that was a uh, made sick. That was a uh, made sick. Created sick. Changed uh, six days ago. Meaning, like uh, six days before Hell in a Cell. So everyone's saying that uh, he could possibly show up tomorrow night. Well, if if, if he does, I'll be floored. I I don't th- I don't think that that is the case. I don't. Yeah, uh, I'll just wait and see until we. Until we see anything. But, uh, okay, so I got the... We'll do Hell in a Cell first, because the additional matches. Well, there was only one match added, to, to my knowledge. And that was... Um, oh, yeah. Mad Cat Moss versus uh, Baron Corbin. Or Happy Corbin. As if, who could possibly give a fuck? I mean, it, it was like you said, I'm happy that Mad Cat Moss... Drop the clown shit. Um, obviously, it's gonna be Mad Cat Moss. Yep. Uh, but um, do I really care? No. The only match I really want to see at Hell in a Cell is Cody versus Seth. Yep. No. Um, so we've given you the uh, the other predictions. Um, on the last show. Um, so we're gonna move on to the, um, the predictions for tonight's In Your House, and... You know, okay, In Your House, let me just say this. WWE does not care about their premium live events anymore, because if they did, they would have advertised better, because had I not watched NXT, I wouldn't have known that this was on tonight. Yeah, well, you know, they WWE sucks in so many ways when in I, terms of their on-screen product. It's not even funny. When I was watching WWE growing up, I don't, it doesn't matter. It could have been In Your House, Backlash, Vengeance, Unforgiven. They promoted it every week, every, all the time, right up until the day of the show. These today, they don't care about their live event, premium live events. Pay per view, it's not premium live events. Well, well, first, well, thank you, because I was going to say, what the fuck? It's a premium live Pre- event. Premium right? live, premium live events don't have commercials. Exactly. So I, I don't know, but we'll, you know, we'll go over it, and and like I said, um. I will. I will watch the show t- tonight just to, you know, help you do a re- review and and, and be professional because we really do try to put the best show out that we can. Although, 
I'm being serious, but also kind of in a tongue-in-cheek way. Just from looking at the card, I'm not impressed. (laughs) And completely take away the fact that that I don't watch NXT. Just the card in and of itself, I couldn't care less. But nonetheless... That's a hell of a transition. Okay, we'll, we'll top to bottom or bottom to top? Let's go... Let's go, um... Bottom to top. Alright, so we have a six-man tag match. Tony D'Angelo's family versus Legado del Fantasma. I can't tell you how much I hate this story. It's like, what is this? Is this wrestling or is this the Godfather? Yeah, so my my understanding, courtesy of my friend Jeff, is that if um, if um, Tony D'Angelo and company win, that means Legato has to join um, the mafia. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Well, Stop. that would absolutely be terrible. So just from that. I would have to pick, um, I would have to pick Legato Del Fantasma. Well, it's also vice versa. If uh, Legato wins, Tony D'Angelo has to join Legato. But well, it's still terrible. I'm going with Legato Del Fantasma. Well, I mean, but one guy joining would, would make a lot more sense than the entirety of Legato Del Fantasma. Being bodyguards for the fucking mafia. What? <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like it, but if I had to make a pick, I'm going to take Legato Duffin. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go with Legato Duffin. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I don't, I don't, we're talking I don't about know. the mafia and the wrestling podcast. What the hell? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still mourning the death of Ray Liotta, but I didn't, I didn't think that this was an episode of, uh, that this was Goodfellas of the Godfather. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, then we have for the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose defending against Wendy Chu. I'm going to go with Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, absolutely. And uh, then we have for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Toxic Attraction, go defending against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Her name is Casey Catanzaro, hey. you fucking goons. Right? You, you know, fucking uh, losers. You know, okay, see, this is, the, see, this is uh, how stupid they think we are. They took Casey Catanzaro and they just... Modified it to Katana. Oh, Jesus Christ. Kill me now, will ya? Like, 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 we don't know what you did. You took the K-A from her name, and you just modified her last name, and you put it together. Exactly. So, um... Bravo! Yes, that was, that was, that was so intelligent and so riveting. <laughs> Oh, hold on, just through shits and giggles. Hang on, I did not have, I did not have you up on the screen. Oh. Uh, can you do that clap again? I was like, walking? brother! 
I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I know you can't see what Elio just did, but I, I, just, I had to ask him to do that for my own entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> that one segment of the show is more entertaining than the entirety of Inner House movie. <laughs> Then we have Braun Breaker. Oh, sorry. Go on. My pick for that match is Toxic Attraction. Okay, I got Toxic Attraction as well. Then for the NXT Championship, Braun Breaker defending against Joe Gacy. The stipulation, if Breaker is disqualified, he loses the championship. Well, it's got to be Braun Breaker. Yep. It It has to be. I just don't like the, what he does where he kicks uh, the NXT logo. If you want to kick the NXT logo, kick the one you have now, not the black and gold. Yeah. Then for the tag team championships, I do not care, but pretty deadly defending against the Creed Brothers. I'm going with the Creed Brothers. The stipulation here. If Julius and Brutus lose, they must leave the diamond mine. So, so I bought this up with my buddy Jeff, um, and I, I said, if 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 the Creed brothers lose, then what's the point of even having the fucking diamond mine anymore? Because, because think about it. How many times has the, has the diamond mine been modified already? They don't. They. They obviously got rid of, um, of, uh... Russ Taylor? Yeah. Thank you. They got rid of him. Uh, Hachi Men is gone. Malcolm Bivens is gone. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and now, of course, you know, wasn't, wasn't, um... You know, I don't even know what, what Roger Strong's status is. Is he still in there? According to uh, according to him, he's the leader of Diamond Mine. That's why he said, if the Creed Brothers don't win, they're out. Okay, but who, who the fuck you put in there then? So it's it's got to be the Creed Brothers, I would think. Yeah. You know what? I just I don't like Diamond Mine anymore. I started liking them, but uh, then Malcolm Pippins uh, left, and now just I like the Creed Brothers though. They can go on their own. I don't mind. I wouldn't mind if they did. Uh, if they did leave, like even after, even if they even when they win the belt. So if they yeah. left, uh, they still left. I wouldn't be uh, mad. Okay. Yeah, I get it. They can be. They can go on their own. They don't need the diamond mind. Who wants to be with Roderick Strong anyway? See, the his character is uh, so bland. Well, I'm 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 guessing that Roger Strong doesn't even want to be at WWE anymore. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, he wants to be part of the undisputed elite. And for crying out loud, he was teaming up with this uh, new guy, Damon Kemp. Do you know who Damon Kemp is? Uh, I'm not. Sure. Are you Are you like asking me because you don't know or? No, no, I'm, I I do know. Oh, um. You know, I, I heard the name. I'm just not sure. Who, who is he? Um, so, I'm looking it up just, yeah. Damon Kemp is Gabe Stevens, is Gabe Stevenson's brother. Oh, okay. So, 
And while his brother made it to uh, WWE or slash NXT before uh, Gabe Steve, because apparently he wants to finish uh, his uh, year of college. Then, which I don't understand why he would have him at WrestleMania doing that awful segment. Then. Well, they're really trying to build this kid, but the, but the thing is, they've already made mistakes. Like I like I understand I understand Gabe Stevens didn't want it to finish his wrestling career. He went to the Olympics, now he wants to finish college. I have no problem with that. Gabe Stevens is not my problem. But back all the way back in October, meanwhile it's June, as it stands right now, it is June fourth. Of 2022, and back in October of 2021, uh, Gabe Stevenson was drafted to Monday Night Raw. For what reason? <laughs> yeah. right. Let him let him finish, you know, wrestling. Let him finish college, and and then introduce him. And for what reason? Yeah, met WrestleMania in in an in ring segment with Chad Gable. Why? And the Street Profits and yep. Randy Orton and Marital. Yep. So, last match on this card, we have the North American Championship. Cameron Grimes defending against Carmelo Hayes. I'm going with Cameron Grimes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Grimes myself. Carmelo Hayes really needs to ditch uh, Trick Williams. I hope uh, that happens like, either tonight or on the next NXT. Well, I, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, I really like Carmelo Hayes. He's one of the high points. But, but, but you know what? It's like Trick Williams is like the most horrific version of Flavor Flav I've ever seen in my life. Trick Williams is not there for for Carmelo Hayes. Trick Williams is there for Trick Williams. Well, what the what the fuck kind of name is Trick? I mean, I mean it's actually, like, I you know what? I looked it up. His uh, full name is Matt Trick. Oh well, that's why. Okay. <laughs> Jesus <It's>, Christ! <laughs> right. <laughs> could, could this could this company be any less? You know, imaginative. So that is our predictions for tonight's NXT in your house. Pay-per-view, not premium live event. Like I said, premium, premium live, pay-per-views, premium live events do not have commercials. Exactly. Alright, so Ben, we say we take a break. Very good. Before we get into all the fun stuff. Very good. All right, Ben. Yes, sir. We are back, and um, so fans, time work this week. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, postpone until Tuesday night. I have the card in front of me. I'm gonna watch it, and then I will bring the results to you all on Tuesday night. And we will also have the mid south. If I get that recorded, otherwise we'll save that one for next Saturday. But right now, Ben, the eight, the top WBF villain of the 1980s tournament, the first round matches. Very cool. I'm are excited. Done. 
Alright, so the first match we have Randy Savage versus Larry Zabisco. Who well, do you, you have? I have Randy Savage. Poor Larry Zabisco only got 10%. Well, Larry Zabisco was really, really, really good, but Randy Savage is just such an icon. And Randy Savage got 90% of the votes. All right, next we have the original Rock, Don Morocco versus Ted DiBiase. I have Ted DiBiase. And this one was not a bad match. It was a close one. Uh, Teddy Biasi winning 59%. Uh, Don Morocco, 41%. Oh, that's not too bad. In the third match, we had Andre the Giant versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, please. Andre the Giant. <laughs> really? Poor Greg Valentine with the hammer dropped on him. He only got 9%. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Then, another close match. Sergeant Slaughter versus Paul Orndorff. I'm going to say Paul Orndorff. This one was surprising because Paul Orndorff was winning. However, Sergeant Slaughter won this match 53% to Paul Orndorff's 47 Okay, well, that, that's understandable. I'm just saying personal opinion. I would have gone right. with Paul Orndorff. In the, in the final match of the opening round, it's the Iron Sheik versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, and, and that should have been maybe the tightest one of the night, but um, obviously you got to go with Rowdy Roddy. Uh, Harley Roddy Piper, like... Uh, Destroyed the Iron Sheik. He got 80%. Iron Sheik only got 20 Very cool. Alright. So now that brings us to the quarterfinals. And we have we have the actually the final four. And um so Ben Yeah. Here we the new matches we have here are Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase. I would go. Well, you know, we're not going to go over it now, but I know. No, no, no. These, these are the matches we have Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase, and we have Andre the Giant versus Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. Now, let me just pull up uh, the grid that I have here. Because I sent you that tournament, uh, a copy of the tournament. Yes, you did. So, we are going to have the winner of the Randy Savage Ted DiBiase match will face will face Roddy Piper, and then the winner in the semifinals and the winner of that match will. Then we will have uh, the finals, uh, but uh, Piper is already has already moved over. Yeah, because he got he got the buys. He got the, the buy. Finals. Yep. Cool. So we will see who faces Roddy Piper in the finals. Very cool. So will it be Randy Savage 
and Andre, or will it be Teddy Biasi and Andre? Because we know Paul Orndorff's not going to go. Yeah. Poor Paul Orndorff. I'm sorry. Yeah, I actually, like I said, I would have voted for Paul Orndorff. Right? That would have been an interesting match, but Slaughter and Andre is an interesting match in itself. Uh, absolutely. And I have to tell you, okay, because... Before I posted these matches, I did like just a graphic with with the title WBF, no, top WBF villain of the 80s tournament. And the comments that I got on that video. Holy, that, oh, actually I have the, I have it up here. I'll tell you how many comments on that one video alone. It was just a title. I had 56 comments. Oh Lord. And I had over 6,000 views. Of course, there's always that one stupid uh, fan that thinks they know a thing. Because they're like, you're all wrong. It's Ted DiBiase. And then, uh, okay, this is this. some of you fans are just stupid. I'm going to say it right now. Because this, the one person that said that also said, Jake and Demolition were never heels. Oh my god. So I responded with a forgive me. So I, I replied to him. I said, forgive me, sir, but do you watch wrestling? <laughs> because Jake came into the WF as a heel. Demolition came in as heels. And then he responds to me. He's like, no, they were never heels. I know them. I've been in the business for 35 years. I'm like, oh, so you've been in the business, you're a wrestler? I'm like, sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> My man. So, that goes for any fan. If you wouldn't be stupid like that and think you know everything, you can either be, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up or get the fuck <laughs> off my page. And that's it. Well, you said fuck more than I have tonight. That's a rarity, alright. <laughs> no, for real, he's like, this, this, this person, like, I was going to make a video responding to him, and I know I'm not going to be, and I'm not going to give this person his 15 minutes or whatever. It's like, shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Alright, so, um, yep, we've uh, postponed Time Warp. We have the AEW, uh, no, we have the, sorry, I have AEW in my head, I don't know. We have the WF tournament, and, uh, hey, that brings us to our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be right back, I'm taking this, again, bring up the playlist. Alright, it is time for Wrestling Roulette. I play 10 seconds, I play 21 themes, 10 seconds, my co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here is your first one. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. One, one up. in peace Tess Tess you are up too and the lyrics for this one are so weird like 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna read the list because they're just weird. Okay, here we go. Here's number three. No. Who was it? That was the Alpha Academy. Shush! Oh, oh shit. I feel kind of stupid now. Shush, please! <laughs> Alright, here we go. Two and one. Here we go. Track number four. Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne. How do you always get that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. How do you always get that one? Um, I don't know. I just always recognize the very beginning of it. Oh, okay. Right, I guess it's like it's it's one of those songs like the sanity theme. Yeah. Three and one. Here we go. Number five. That's Gargano and Champa. Okay. It's okay. We didn't get it last night either. All right. Here we go. Pass. I don't think we've ever had this one. That is Justin Gabriel. Well, shit. I wonder I got that. (laughs) (laughs) Play that again. That is Zia Lee. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And don't don't blame me. Blame Def Rebel. Their music is... Fucking terrible? Yeah, Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Track number eight. Let's see here. Play it again. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to kick myself, but I can't think of it. What is it? That is Nikki A.S.H. 
Okay, no wonder I burned that from my memory bank. Okay, <laughs> no, no worries. Okay, I don't give a shit. Here we go, track number nine. Jimmy Hart. Okay. All right, I gotta make a comeback here. Alright. I'm, I'm, I'm on a slide. Three and six. Here we go. Uh, track number... Ten. S- yep. Track number ten. Oh. I don't know. That is King Woods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here we go, track number 11. Fandango. Four and seven. Come on, you gotta come back. Track twelve. Here we go. Billy and Chuck. Billy and Chuck. Five and seven. Here we go. The Street Profits. Street Profits, six and seven. Batista? No, that is Chris Jericho. Okay. Six and eight, you go track 15. It's Jeff Jarrett. Oh. Shows you how little I care. What's that? Shows you how little I care. <laughs> Plus, uh, when he, he had this music, it was like around 94, 95. Okay. Well. So, uh, so um, six and nine. Yeah. Right. Here we go, track 10. Oh no, sorry, track 17. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. And just a reminder, folks, they will smoke your ass. <laughs> oh, that sounds so wrong. 
though. Oh. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound very pleasant. <laughs> seven and ten. Seven and nine. Wait, yeah, seven and nine. Alright. Yeah, Alright, here we go. Track number seventeen. Tip of the tongue. I have no idea. That is CM Punk. Oh shit! <laughs> they have seven and ten. You know, try uh, eighteen. Oh, fuck off. Come on, bro. Alright, Cactus Jack. Alright, you're right. It's, uh, oh, yeah, because they're all the same person anyway. So, yeah, I have Mankind here. Yeah, I'm feeling generous. So, what, what is it? Eaten 10. Eight. Yo, track 19, here we go. Fuck. Oh, God. Play it again. Clay? No. What? No. Who was it? Dude Love. Oh dear. That's why I said, what the fuck? Look, <laughs> we just had Mankind and we have Dude Love. Oh, right, yeah. Alright, <laughs> All right, so check 19. Uh, yeah. Alright. No. Grand Metalik. Oh, shit. Okay, track 20, here we go. Um, Monsters of Pain? What the hell? How? How do you get that? Yeah, that's the ultimate of pain. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Okay. 
I'm still kicking myself on the Brock Lesnar theme, but ah, whatever. Next week's another new show, right? Yep. Alright, so we should bring this week, this show to a close. Absolutely. Alright, fans, that is it. Another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will be back Tuesday night. With all of your in your house and hell in the cell results, if you can't wait till then, I'll be back tomorrow night on Wrestling POV with uh, Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings. We'll be talking all hell in the cell, and uh, we might be bringing up in your house. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but for myself, for my co-host Ben, he's Ben. I'm Elio. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night to the fans. And Elio, Sir. Do, do not play the wrong outro just because we fucked up on Wrestling Roulette. <laughs>